Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name's Tara Gleason, and I am the producer. This podcast this week has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Edwards Spouses Club. This week, Susan's going to have a conversation with Kathy Fasson, who's the Chief of the Education Partnership and Resources Division with the Department of Defense Education Activity. And they're going to talk about impact aid and encourage eligible local education agencies to apply for a portion of the $20 million in funding that's available to schools through the DOD Impact Aid for Children with Severe Disabilities program. So join us to listen more. Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host for today. In addition to being a podcast host, I'm also a professional educator, curriculum developer, and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also mom to three teenagers and married to an active duty service member. Joining me today is Kathy Fasson. She is the Chief of the Partnership and Resources Division at the Department of Defense Education Activity. On today's episode, we're going to explore impact aid and specifically the Department of Defense Impact Aid for Children with Severe Disabilities funding. Kathy, thank you for chatting with me today. Nice to talk to you, Susan. I have to say this topic, impact aid, it can be such an incredible resource for school districts, particularly those that support military families, but it can also be a really complex topic. So what I'd like to do before we specifically discuss the Department of Defense Impact Aid for Children with Severe Disabilities funding, if we could actually lay sort of a general foundation about this particular topic. I think it would be helpful for our listeners and frankly, it would really be helpful for myself. Do you mind taking a few extra minutes for us to go over Impact Aid itself? You know, I think that's really important to understand um, understand a little bit of uh, the rationale behind the U.S. Department of Education Impact Aid Program and then how the DOD Impact Aid builds on that. Fantastic. So could we start with just sort of a brief overview of Impact Aid? Sure. So the Impact Aid Program is the oldest federal formula grant program administered by the U.S. Department of Education. And, you know, because school districts are usually supported by property taxes collected from property owners in the local area, the federal presence reduces the amount of that available tax revenue. And so really impact aid is intended to help replace that that lost revenue due to the federal property. And so impact aid provides assistance to school districts, not only for military families, but children's residing on Indian lands, low rent housing and other federal properties. And, you know, it's, it's important to understand uh, that impact aid is just one form of funding, uh, one form of funding for a school district. So how can impact aid be fully utilized by school districts? So impact aid funding is direct and locally controlled and really very flexible. All impact aid funds appropriated by Congress are distributed directly to the school districts, bypassing all state involvement. And so they can be used for general fund purpose, such as instructional materials, salaries, transportation, technology, or capital needs. 
and all decisions on how impact aid funds are spent are really made locally. This flexibility allows school district leaders to target funds supporting all students and wherever the needs are the greatest. And payments for children with disabilities must be spent on special education. And the school district reports their expenditures regarding the impact aid uh, for special education to the Department of Ed annually. So Kathy, what are some of the key components that you think are most important that both schools and parents can benefit from when it comes to understanding impact aid? So I think it's important to realize that this is a nationwide program and that approximately 1,200 demographically and geographically diverse school districts participate in the program, serving over 10 million students. And Impact Aid is the only K-12 federal education program that's not forward funded, meaning that the current fiscal year funding reimburses the school district for previous year's expenses. So it's always a year behind. And the Impact Aid funding is really only complicated because the program isn't fully funded. Currently, the basic support program is funded at about 55% of the need, leaving a 45% unmet need. And as a result, formula was developed by Congress to fairly distribute available funds and payments are distributed on a needs-based formula, not simply prorated. And I think why that's important is because military families need to understand that this is funding for their children's school, the school that's impacted by the presence of the federally connected land. And it is, it's our responsibility to be able to ensure that, uh, school districts can receive the maximum amount of funding uh, that they are uh, deserving of uh, for, for, for their operations. And I do want to make one clarification, particularly those that are new to understanding impact aid. As you mentioned, it's a reimbursement and it's a reimbursement to the school districts. Is that correct? Not That's to correct. parents themselves. Okay. No, and it's actually not even specific to a child. It's specific to the presence of the federal property in which the family and, and, and therefore the child is associated with. And, and I can get into that a little bit more around how um, a military family fits into this process. Absolutely. You, you were reading my mind. My, my next thought was how, you know, how does a military family uh, factor in, you know, what sort of role do they play in regards to impact aid? Yeah, so it's really important. So each school district must submit an impact aid application every year, and they submit that to the U.S. Department of Education, and that application deadline is usually around the end of January. And a school district can use one or both methods to collect information. Parents may be familiar with what's called a parent-pupil survey, and the survey comes home with the with a student and requires the parent or guardian to fill out the application or the survey, and and send it back into the school. And there may even be events at the school reminding families, you know, providing some opportunity to make it easier for families to get that form back. That form allows a school district to do a count and to provide what is the, the federal connection for that school. Another option that many school districts are using is what's called a source check. And that's when a school district sends a list of uh, student names to a parent's place of employment. 
And usually, in, in our case with military families, it's sent to the install an installation official. And then they verify whether or not the family uh, is assigned to that installation, the service member is assigned to that installation or works on that installation, and if they reside on the installation. So a housing official may be looking at that. That process is not always may be used as a second step to the parent pupil survey if a school district doesn't believe they they uh, have captured all of the children um, that they're serving in the parent pupil survey. So each method has its own set of challenges and there's opportunities for underreporting. You know, we hear from school districts that, you know, say they really have a hard time with uh, collecting the survey forms and military families who are a little leery of providing the information and sending it into the school district and may not understand the importance of the survey cards to the school district. And so given those, given those dynamics, there is a likelihood that there's underreporting of eligible students and then therefore a loss of funding to the district. What's important for families to recognize is that information collected on the parent pupil survey or the source checks are only used for purposes of submitting the impact aid application. There is, uh, the application is subject to district student privacy policy, as well as federal and state laws protecting the privacy of student and families. If the federal impact aid program needs to review a survey form, the document is shared through a secure electronic exchange system and protects the document and destroys it following the review. So if families are feeling a little uncomfortable with some of the information that they're sharing, they can be rest assured that the information is safe. The Office of Impact Aid has made a lot of really great efforts to alleviate some of the concerns associated with the collection of student data. Um, right now, they are piloting a program to allow the completion of the parent pupil survey electronically. So rather than having it being sent home, um, there is an opportunity for uh, families to do it online. And right now, about 40 uh, school districts are either in the pilot or have progressed to implement outside of the pilot program. And so that may be one way that families can make it easier to submit the survey form. There's also some opportunities requiring less information. So some families don't feel comfortable providing exactly where they work. They may be in a, a specialized field and they can't necessarily identify the address in which they work. And so they have, uh, the Department of Education has created a widely recognized list of federal properties that will be acceptable by name only. So they call it the Pentagon rule. So instead of having the Pentagon address, they can just say, I work at the Pentagon or I work at Fort Belvoir and almost all military installations meet the Pentagon rule requirements. So that makes it a little bit easier than trying to figure out what's the address of where I work. <laughs> so that should be helpful. Well, I think that one of the most important things you said is to encourage our families when they're transitioning maybe into a new school district um, to a new school is to let that school district and that school know that they are military connected so that they can certainly be identified when it comes to impact aid. So, and thank you so much for laying that foundation. I think it's always so important to understand sort of the basis and then build off of that. And what I'd like to do now is move away from the Department of Education impact aid and look at the Department of Defense's impact aid supplemental program. Now, 
under this, there is a separate program and one of these elements is funding for children with severe disabilities. Would you share a little bit more about this specific program? Sure, so both of these programs, in addition to the US Department of Education's impact aid program are available when appropriated through Congress. We serve at the Department of Defense Education Activity as the administrator of a pass-through fund. These funds are appropriated for a certain reason for a supplement to impact aid and for children with severe disabilities. And just a little bit, all of the data that we receive comes from the U.S. Department of Education. We don't do our own survey. We don't collect information from school districts. We rely on the U.S. Department of Education data to determine who's eligible for the programs that we oversee. So the DOD Impact Aid Supplemental Program, just quickly, is for school districts that serve at least 19.5% military-connected student population on the day of count. So that's why those survey cards are so important. And then that provides an additional amount for families because of the high presence of military-connected students. And most um, recently with the, the children with severe disabilities, we noticed over time that we were appropriated $5 million, pretty much standard for several years. And the need always exceeded the amount we were appropriated. And so several uh, you know, advocacy groups and uh, were able to make uh, this known to the uh, to Congress and and they asked us, you know, like, how would you go about spending more money? And so we use the data that we had, you know, these are the districts that um, apply for this program and this is what their need is. And uh, really uh, Congress made sure that what they appropriated, we could spend and would uh, meet the need. And so over the past two years, we have been able to distribute almost 100% of the need. Um, which is a far, you know, far difference from what we were able to do some, you know, three or four years ago. So the DOD Impact Aid Program provides financial assistance to school districts that serve at least two military-connected students with severe disabilities. What's important here is that it is an application base and that the student has to meet a certain special education cost criteria. It is not the same for every child or for every state. It depends on their state per pupil expenditure, as well as this, the child's needs. So what we're really hoping is to encourage school districts. Uh, we send out an, an application, you know, we invite them, uh, school districts that meet the certain criteria of two military connected students in their um, count, and um, we ask school districts to apply. We send out about 130 applications, and every year we get about 40. So we're not getting, we're not everyone applies. And we're really trying to increase our awareness and ensure that uh, school districts know that the you know, funding amount has increased and that we um, hope that they will consider applying. Well, and I believe it's my understanding that actually uh, for fiscal year 21, there's approximately 20 million available under this program. And, but that there is an, as you mentioned, it's an application process and that the deadline is coming up this summer. When, when is the deadline for these applications for school yeah. districts to submit? Thank you for reminding me of that. So it, 
that it is $20 million that was appropriated by Congress and the applications are due to DODEA by the 15th of July. And uh, that is for uh, this year's fiscal year 21 funds. And we're going to include in our show notes, not only um, a few links on background information in regards to impact aid and then information specifically for the Department of Defense um, program, but we'll also provide a link uh, in regards to the more information on the application um, for this program as well. Uh, but as we wrap up, Kathy, are there any final bits of advice or maybe final information that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I think what I'd like to, to leave and, and hope that that families or those that are in roles that help support families um, with children uh, in school, uh, school age children is that, you know, um, ask your ask your uh, school principal when you're enrolling your child. Find out a little bit about the school, uh, the school district. Kind of what is their, um, what do they use their money for? Whether it's um, you know, strategic plan for any kind of capital projects or uh, curriculum buys or things like that, and and really um, get get involved in, in understanding not only what they're spending, but you know where they need help and. And I think that that's important because, you know, the needs of our children are are, are growing more and more. And, uh, you know, we have the opportunity to really talk with um, school districts this past year with COVID. And, you know, of course, no one could have planned for what we encountered, but some school districts really were very well poised with electronics and technology and preparation for their teachers. And it was because of how they spent their funding. And, and much of that was uh, through impact aid. Well, I definitely agree with you that ultimately it's all about supporting our kids and helping to empower our kids to succeed, not only you know through schools so that they can be more ready for life. So, Kathy, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time to chat with us today. I have to say. One of the best things about this job is I'm always learning. I'm hearing different perspectives and I, I truly believe the more you learn, the, con the more you continue to grow. So thank you again for coming on today. I, I absolutely am, am so appreciative of the opportunity. Thanks, Susan. Absolutely. And as I said, we're going to include information about the Department of Education impact aid program, as well as the Department of Defense's impact aid supplemental program in the show's notes. Have a great day. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Edwards Spouses Club. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, MSEC's support military connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Be sure to join us again next week. Thanks for listening.